Well folks, if you hadn't guessed already, we're in Whitehead today and uh, we're enjoying the sunshine. My beautiful assistant is uh, finding her uh, camera skills to be slightly challenging with the low sunshine and shadows and what have you, but uh, we'll get through this. And that is the title of our current series that we began a couple of weeks ago as we follow and document the journey of Joseph, which we read about in Genesis chapter 37 onwards through to the end of the, the book of Genesis. And we're really learning from his life and trying to apply some of the principles that he applied for the terrible ordeal that he suffered over many, many years being sold by his brothers to a faraway country, to Egypt, where he was uh, wrongly accused of something he didn't do. He was imprisoned and he just went on just a very, very difficult journey. And we are looking to his life, reading uh, about how he uh, managed how he pressed into relationship with God to learn from some of the principles as we continue to journey through the pandemic in which we're living in and living through. Last week we looked at two things and we, we reminded ourselves that Joseph, whilst he lost everything, lost his family, his possessions, the security that he had uh, with his family, that he hadn't lost his destiny. The God-given dreams that God had spoken to him about, about his future. And he must have had that in the forefront of his mind as he had those long, lonely nights uh, suffering by himself. He must have always thought about the future. And then secondly, uh, that God was with him. And we read about some of those, uh, some of those reminders that we have. We're gonna remind ourselves of that again as we continue the journey, that indeed God was present with Joseph and he is present with us still today. Joseph in many ways went from zero to hero. Uh, we don't know uh, the jobs that he embarked on when he first became uh, part of Potiphar's care. He was one of his, uh, he became a slave to him really. We don't know what those early jobs were. Perhaps he was a cleaner or a cook or perhaps he worked with the animals. We don't really know. But it is really clear that he went from zero to hero. His uh, uh, promotion up the ladder towards success was very, very swift. We read in Genesis 39:34, when his master, who was Potiphar, saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. He was faithful with those things that he did. He was good at what he uh, did and the Lord was with him. And that was some of the things that promoted him really to the success. At first he came literally in the rags that he was left with when he was sold uh, to the Ishmaelites who took him to uh, Egypt. He had nothing at that point and yet, uh, because he was faithful and because he made good choices and because the Lord was with him, he found favor in the eyes of Potiphar. As we reflect on our current circumstances, we can all agree and admit that actually we're finding this a difficult time. We're many of us struggling in lots of ways. It's costing us. Our motivation is low in many areas. However, there are some that will be, like Joseph, despite in a difficult position, will actually be thriving. 
whilst there are some businesses that are struggling really, really significantly, there will be other businesses which will be capitalizing on the situation and actually doing really well. There may be some of us who have made the decision to lose weight and we know of some of you who've just done just such an amazing job at uh, doing that and that's been uh, part of what you have been up to. Uh, many of you will know I, I enjoy running. I probably bore many of you to tears with my running stories. Uh, I'm finding it difficult to be motivated to do that and yet I know other people, some of my friends, who are running the best they've ever run in their life and so we all react and we all respond to this situation in different ways. Regardless of whether we're thriving or just surviving, we are all prone to temptation. And it's usually when we're doing really well in life, we're prone to temptation. And it's usually when we're finding uh, life to be very difficult that we are prone to temptation in a greater way. In Max Licardo's book, You'll Get Through This, he has this uh, chapter, and the chapter title is called Stupid Won't Fix Stupid. And I wonder, have you ever uh, done something in life, you've, you've uh, made a mistake of some kind, you, you regret doing it, you wish you hadn't done it, or whatever it might be, only to make matters worse. You've done something, and you do something, maybe even with the attempt of making it better, but actually you've made it worse. Liken it to uh, sp spilling something on your clothes when you're eating dinner, something that I often do and it cracks Chantelle up. She's even raising her eyebrows as she's behind the camera. <laughs> um, you spill something on your, on your top only to then sort of, sort of do this and kind of, you're, you're attempting to kind of rub it out, but actually you just make it far worse. And often there are times, and this is one of the times, when life is particularly difficult, that we make life decisions and life choices in an attempt to somehow make our lives better, but we end up actually making them worse for ourselves. Let's read from Joseph. Uh, Genesis 39, five to 10. From the time he put him in charge of his household, and of all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care, with Joseph in charge. He did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Now Joseph was well built and handsome, and after a while his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, come to bed with me but he refused. With me in charge, he told her, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even to be with her. Let's look at what we know. First of all, Joseph's a single fella. Uh, he's probably in his late teens or possibly early 20s. He's well built and handsome. He's influential, he's good at his job, God is with him, and he has drawn the attention of the first lady. Potiphar's wife, perhaps she's bored, perhaps she's lonely, 
she takes a certain liking to this handsome young fella who's pretty good at most things. And she's not discreet in her longings or her intentions towards him. And she says to him, come to bed with me. Uh, it's uh, pretty, pretty obvious that what, she, what her intentions are. And you could see or you can understand perhaps that Joseph himself is actually in a vulnerable position. You could actually begin to understand or to sympathize that he could easily be well tempted in the situation. He is far from home. There are people in his life that would never know, that his nearest and dearest would never know. He's been bought and sold twice. That's not good for the self-esteem, I'm sure. What goes inside the bedroom, what happens in the bedroom, stays in the bedroom, perhaps. No one would know. He's probably going to be feeling pretty lonely where he is, the circumstances in which he uh, finds himself. He's a young fella, he's a fit fella, uh, and perhaps he's prone to physical, or the desire for physical intimacy. A few moments in the arms of an attractive and powerful woman could seem to be something uh, that would be, that he could fall foul of. And didn't he deserve it? These are questions, these are reasonings or justifications to actually making poor, crazy, stupid decisions, rationalizing and justifying uh, behavior like that. Egypt was a place far from home for Joseph. It so easily could have been a place and a time for crazy living, for poor decision making, which could have led to huge consequences for him. But Joseph refused. He refused to give in to temptation and he acted wisely and faithfully. COVID-19 is a bit like Egypt for us. We are isolated. We are on our own, cut off from the people that we know, that we love, people that we run alongside and we do life with and we're accountable to and keep us pressing on towards the goal. And it, if we're not careful, we could simply be completely removed from that. And that's why we do encourage you still to connect with one another. That's your responsibility to do that for yourself, but it's also your responsibility to look out for other people that you know who are particularly vulnerable and susceptible to certain things. The hardship, the pain, the losses, the boredom, the lack of desire to do the most mundane things are affecting all of our lives. And this can lead us into temptation. I have no doubt that many of us through this time will have fallen foul to perhaps eating too much or drinking too much, to shopping online too much, to internet pornography, or it could just be endless, endless series on Netflix or whatever it is, in a way seeking to bring comfort to our lives. There's a fly over the uh, thing there, have you got that? No, it's on the other side. <laughs> it's gone now. I just saw the fly over the, over the little camera lens. Maybe it was coming up, maybe it wasn't. And I've lost my train of thought. As we, as we do those things, as we make those decisions and choices, it's in a way to um, prevent boredom or to bring us a sense of um, pleasure or whatever it might be. But actually, 
these are choices, if we continue to make them, are going to cause us great hardship and potential suffering uh, for our future, but also to those whom we love. Question. What would have happened to Joseph had he consented? Had he not been wise and refused to have gone to bed with Potiphar's wife? What would have happened to him, both in the short term, but also in the long term, of God's destiny for Joseph's life? Potentially, it would have completely railroaded everything for him. Consider the consequences of wrong choices that we potentially could make. An extra marital affair, taking drugs, stealing from a business, or a whole number of really big consequential uh, life choices. Those things don't just happen. We don't decide one day we're going to do that. Leading up to those choices often are lots of little decisions, lots of choices that we make along the way. Those things that I mentioned earlier, I, I've no doubt that some of us, we, we will have done some of those things. And, and I'm not saying those things to make you feel uh, guilty or to make you feel bad. We're all prone. My encouragement is turn to the Lord. Repent and do the things you know to do. Perhaps reach out to someone uh, and, and be honest and be vulnerable and make yourself accountable before things become uh, too late, before we do something we really, really will regret later. Joseph said, with me in charge, he told her, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. He goes on to say, my master has withheld nothing from me except you because you are his wife. He knew what was right. He knew what was wrong. And he says, how then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? Do what pleases the Lord. Do what pleases God. Difficult times and circumstances in our lives will lead us into temptation. To do things perhaps we wouldn't ordinarily do. Likewise, as I've said before, actually when life is going really well, or we could be prospering, as actually it was difficult for Joseph, but actually life started going really well for Joseph with all his promotions and what have you. Those two extreme times are often the times when we're most prone to temptation. But do what pleases the Lord. Let's not allow shortcuts to lure us. Things that give us comfort, don't let them entice you. Stay on the straight and narrow path. Ruthlessly eliminate choices, perhaps, that we have been making. How did Joseph get through it? He didn't make what was already a bad situation worse by making other foolish, consequential, selfish decisions along the way. Stay connected with him, stay connected with one another, and we'll get through this together. As Paul was talking there, I was just thinking of that phrase, we'll get through this, and we're all doing different things to get through this. We're not saying that those things are bad, it's just that if those things become too consuming, too compelling, and they start to take the place of God, and I was reminded of what we shared last year 
when we were thought we were in the middle of this but maybe we were just at the start the verse from Joel chapter 2 where God said return to me with all of your heart and maybe that's just what some of us need to do again and um, we can still you know do some of those things but we need to put our eyes back on Jesus our, our attention back on him and if we read on in Joel 2 it says return to the Lord your God for he is gracious and compassionate slow to anger and abounding in love and I wonder if some of us don't turn to him because we're worried what his reaction will be but God just loves it when we come to him when we return to him when we turn to him so I just want us to spend a moment or two doing that together as we finish with prayer. I'm going to pray and you can pray along with me. Lord, I just thank you that the reason why Joseph found favour is because his master saw that you were with him, God. Lord, let our lives display you. Lord, I thank you that the reason why Joseph was able to turn away from temptation was because he wanted to honour you. Lord, help us to desire to honour you and to put you first. Lord, we're sorry when we've let other things creep in and become too important and take the place of you. Lord, I just pray that those things would not take the place of you God and that we'd fix our eyes on Jesus once again. Lord if we need to repent, if we need to turn to you afresh, help us to do that. And Lord I thank you that when we turn to you you're, you're gracious and compassionate, you're slow to anger and you're abounding in love and you just want to reach out and draw us to yourself. So Lord I just pray right now that you would be the way we get through this the primary way Lord that the rest of it would just be part of it but Lord you would be the main thing you would be the main source of our joy our comfort our hope Lord would you fill us again Holy Spirit and help us to draw near to you and get through this with you in your precious name we pray this morning Amen